0: And just like that, it is already week nine of the NFL season. Welcome to another edition of What the Fantasy Podcast. Joined, as always, by Tom Gozlowski from 104.5, the team. Hey. And Kyle Ray from PAL 13, the best team in Verdansk. <laughs> <Was> good. <laughs> How are we feeling, boys?
1: Happy Election Day, everybody. That's what I say. This is a you voted. Day. It's a long election day. Did we all vote? Gonz? did you do your civic duty? I sure did. I waited till election day. I called myself old school. Brought the baby, brought the wife. We all went. took me less than three minutes. Really? It was not that busy? No, 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 no. Walked in, walked out. All
0: good. Very impressed. Um, Well, we're going to have a little bit of an election-themed part of the show coming up in a little bit. But before we get there, I think we talked about this maybe two three weeks ago, Gaz asked the question about who's the mVP of fantasy this year? Did Dalvin Cook just take over that top spot for mVP?
2: He may have especially just looking how how um, how needed he is in that offense. Everybody thought when he got injured that Madison would be able to pick right up where where Dalvin left off but dalvin's just special the the, the some of his runs the the 50-yard green pass for a touchdown where he just cut it in the middle, and you're like, oh, he's going to get tackled and just blows.
1: He is so, so good as a football player. I think so many teams want him. His contract situation where he ranks among the best backs in the league may have to now be reevaluated. Maybe he is high as top three. McCaffrey and Barkley both hurt. 2020, I know Camaro- and speaking of 2020, dealing with internet issues as well.
0: <laughs> But I got the gist of your guys' points. And it, he's just been so consistent. I think that's what you want to see out of an MVP for fantasy football is a guy that he's never going to cost you a week, and he's most likely going to win you a week. Now, he did miss one game with an injury. Kyle mentioned it when Madison had to fill in and did nothing. But he has a touchdown, he being Dalvin Cook, in every game this year that he has played. He's got three multi-touchdown games, and he's averaging in half-point PPR nearly 26 points per game. In total points, he ranks as RB2. Alvin Kamara is, is ahead of him. But in terms of average points, it's Dalvin Cook, and he has just been so fun to watch. His bye week is behind him, so he's going to be in your lineup if he stays healthy the rest of the way. He might be one of those guys. He could be a league winner this year. Whoever He might have the highest percentage – of championships in fantasy football?
1: I'd say Uh, so. I think it's possible.
0: I think it's possible. And I think, guys, you also asked very recently if Aaron Jones can finish as a a top five, maybe a top ten running back. What a disaster that running back (laughs) situation is right now. Uh, News just broke this morning uh, with A.J. Dillon going on the COVID-19 reserve list. Jamal Williams is out for Thursday night football because he is considered close contact with A.J. Dillon. What the heck do you do with Thursday night football for the Packers? Aaron Jones has missed the last two games with injury. I'm not sure what his status will be for Thursday night football. No Jamal Williams. No A.J. Dillon. I think Tyler Irvin is the only running back that they have left on the current roster. And he's questionable. (laughs)
2: Go ahead, guys.
1: I laugh not because these guys got sick, but because when you're a fantasy football manager and you have success out of the Packer backfield and then you don't, look, you can be watching a game and you see one of your guys roll up and hurt his ankle or come out of the game with a concussion and you're like, oh, boy, I better put in a waiver wire claim. I need to do something. I need to readjust my lump because there's a chance he's going to miss time. What's almost laughable about this COVID fantasy football stuff is that what are you supposed to do in stuff like this on a short week where you can readjust your roster on a Thursday. Like, how? What are you supposed to do, which makes it so frustrating? I guess the best advice is to pick up the flyer, like you said, Chet, and if you got to roll with them, roll with them. But I'm not going to feel confident roll with a fifth-string running back on a short week, basically, for the Packers. No. So, go ahead, Go ahead,
0: Kyle.
2: No, I agree, and I almost look at it as, to God's point, I don't start a Packers running back this week unless it's Aaron Jones. Um, unless they say he's going to play, but who knows if he's going to play. And in this situation, do you even look at taking a flyer at th- starting a, um, Valdez-Scantling? Because yeah. are they going to throw the ball 55, 60 times?
0: That's what I was going to say. You know, I, I imagine that DeMonte Adams has about 30 receptions. But in all seriousness, does this make you more confident in everyone else outside of the backfield? Like, I'll look at a guy like you know, Tunyon at, at tight end. Is he a guy maybe even starting him? He hasn't really done too much since his massive three-touchdown game. But do you have more confidence in everybody in the passing game because Rodgers is going to have to throw likely 40 times on Thursday Night Football?
2: I definitely think you would have to look at starting one of those guys, even in your flex. If you can get a valdez scaling or even that St. Jones guy or St. John's who who has had those flashes of really good games – throw them in your flex, try to find that secondary running back to fill your one or two spot if Aaron Jones isn't playing, they're going to more than likely throw the ball 50 times. So Aaron Rodgers better warm up his arm.
1: Totally agree. I think it could be a monster game for Rodgers. Beat a lot of projections of the points he's likely going to put up. Should be a huge game passing in for them. You're just saying that because you have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I do, and I have Valdez Scanlon in the flex, so I have both. And hey, I thought I had a good week, and I, had, I thought I had Adams too, and Chet still beat me in the media league.
0: Got nothing on me. Yeah, what the fantasy. Maybe it's a good time to bring up the what the fantasy uh, football league because I think for the second time this season, I've been the top scorer. No big deal. And I had a zero from Kenny Galladay. Get off me. Um, But one thing thing I want to note with Kyle saying, you know, maybe put one of those guys in the flex. I would do this even in a non-pandemic year. But always use one of those players as a wide receiver on Thursday night football. Because leaving your flex open will give you more flexibility. (laughs) Uh, when you get to Sunday, where if if someone gets hurt or if there's another COVID thing, you want to have your flex open for Sunday. So if you want to go with Valdez Scantling, it might look weird in your lineup, but like you might put Valdez Scantling as your wide receiver too and put like Julio Jones in your flex. But that's just because it gives you more opportunity if one of those guys is out. Now you can put in a running back. Or if you're guys you know, you put in a tight end in the flex who gets these zero points.
1: Unbelievable. Was that and a was that Bell. low shot? Was that a burn? Oh, it was horrible. Richard Rodgers, I was so hell-bent on him getting there, too, because I had him sit on the air. Yeah, Dallas Goddard's in the lineup. And then Le'Veon Bell, he can't fall in the end zone against the Jets. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, what happened there with the revenge game? I thought we were all expecting we are going to see Le'Veon Bell from 2018 going off against New York, but instead it was – it was all Patrick Mahomes
1: in that passing game. I don't know. I can't even say that the Jets played well because they didn't. Uh, it's not like Andy Reid in and that chief offense wasn't dominating the game. I guess they just couldn't find the way to put him in the game. And Giovanni Bernard had him on the bench. Joe Mixon gets hurt again, and Bernard puts up another ridiculous fantasy day. Is it weird that Giovanni Bernard looks better than Joe Mixon?
0: Is that yes. true? Yes. Very, very bizarre. Uh, one thing going back to, to Patrick Mahomes in that Jets game, this might be one of my favorite stats of this year so far. I wish I could give somebody credit. I forget who I saw it. You know, it was on Twitter. So Patrick Mahomes had five passing touchdowns. The Jets have four passing touchdowns all season. Stupid. <laughs> how dumb is that? Well, or uh, should I say, how dumb is Adam Gase? I don't know which one makes more sense.
2: Oh, boy, this is – <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that.
0: I, I also love – again, I'm going to steal this from somebody on Twitter. But, you know, people are like, "How is Adam Gase still have a job? And Jets fan base at this point is like, no, let him keep that job. We, we want Trevor Lawrence. And Adam Gase is giving us the best chance to get Trevor Lawrence. So leave him in there. Don't bring in Greg Williams as the interim and fires up the team and they win somehow two games. No, no, no. Everything's going as planned at this point. Let, let's go 0-16 and ensure that we can get Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um, <laughs> one more interesting situation I want to get guys take on. Um, oh, there goes the internet. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah,
2: yeah you, you cut out for a minute, but you're back.
0: Hey, I'm back. Uh, one more interesting note I want to get your guys' take on. You know, we covered the weird situation with the Packers. What do you do with Antonio Brown this week? Likely rostered in just about every league you're in. Uh, he, this is the first week he's eligible. I'm I'm always on the side of I want to see it first. You know I'd rather be a week late than a week early on a guy playing well. But it's almost the perfect situation for AB with Chris Godwin having that surgery. I know he's questionable. For Sunday, it's been a weird report for Godwin. At first, it was like four to six weeks, and now it's like, hey, you he might play in week nine. Um, but with that passing game being a little bit banged up, I know Scotty Miller was limping around last night against the Giants. AB's first game with the Patriots, he scored a touchdown against
1: the Dolphins. Do we think AB can come in and right away uh, put up some big numbers? I'm with you. Wait a week. Wait one week. There's no problem waiting a week. Guess Godwin's hurt. Could Antonio Brown get in the end zone against the Saints and you end up losing? You know, he puts up a nine or an 11. Yeah, but you know, he also could put up a donut in week one. The risk is still there for week one. Give it a week, Sally Folds, and you can still have your roster 10, 11, 12, and potentially the playoff push for week 13 and more
2: there were some there were some, in, some cool reports coming out that they were that Tampa Bay one of the main reasons they signed him was the way he came into Tampa Bay in ready to go shape so his game shape was unreal i guess is what they were saying and they were extremely impressed with it i honestly depending on your situation i would start him in the flex this week Probably not start him in your wide receiver spots. I would take a, sh- a flyer at starting him in mean, your flex, especially if you're going against a team where you're, you're going to be down 15 points. You, you're going against a tough team and you need that flyer. A.B. might be the play. No, like, like it's you the, said. It's the
0: boomer bust play?
2: Yeah, the boomer bust play, and he has a real shot at going off with, with the injuries. And especially, I would keep an uh, eye on the Scotty Miller situation. If he doesn't play, I think he's a must play.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they're down to just Mike Evans and Gronk, You know, maybe – the reason I lean more towards being okay with it is because it's Brady. Like, let's say that A.B. signed with the Saints, and this is like the first week he gets to work with Drew Brees. Like that, That takes time. But the fact that A.B. knows Brady, they had that short stint in New England, A.B. slept in his house, they're buddies, right? Like, they have that familiarity. That makes me a little more comfortable doing it if it was a new quarterback a whole new system it might take time but I wouldn't be surprised if AB goes off I mean it's always weird when it's been a long layoff for a guy who's definitely in the later years of his career I have no idea how good AB still is he very well could be the the next lady on bell where we're just hoping he's going to return to form and he's just not that guy anymore I have no idea I have no idea what his feet look like I have no idea if he's gonna have a bleached mustache. If he's gonna <laughs> like his helmet, we have no idea what kind of AB we're gonna see on Sunday. But there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Uh, all right, I'm gonna hand it off to Kyle. I've been doing a lot of things. Kyle, what do you have this week? Uh, I know it's kind of slim pickings on the waiver wire. Uh, we already kind of mentioned Tyler Irvin as a guy you you monitor. If if you have, I mean, there's a chance you have your entire running back situation in fantasy is depleted. Mm -hmm. If you have Aaron Jones, if you picked up Jamal Williams, maybe you're losing Mike Davis because Christian McCaffrey's coming back. Like there's probably some teams out there that just need a body to put in the running back room. Um, I guess the other one that comes to mind is probably Jamichael Hasty. Does he make your list, Kyle, as a guy that should be added in fantasy?
2: Uh, he actually doesn't just because of the whole San Francisco situation. There's only one person on that team, and he's the number one ad that I have for this week um, that I would look at going after. But honestly, there's none of these guys I'm willing to send a waiver wire on. Um, I went across all four of my leagues this week and just tried to find people that might be beneficial. Number one is Jordan Reed. So looking at, there's going to be no Kittle. Jordan Reed should be coming off IR this week. Um will he be able to take over that role for Kittle? Um, He's not going to obviously be as good. Jordan Reed is still very injury prone. I do not. I think if you have a slightly better option than Reed, you play that slightly better option, but he might be worth the ad knowing how heavily they use their tight ends in that, in those situations. Um, They're not in those situations in their, in that offense. So Jordan Reed might be worth the ad, especially in some of those deeper leagues. What are you guys thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, and the, and the other tight in there is, I think, Ross Dwelly, who also well, yep. gets get some looks. So my concern, and, and going off the Jermichael Hasty thing, because, I mean, that that whole team God. is destroyed right now. Um, Tevin Coleman comes back and gets banged up in his first game back, so maybe end of this week it's just going to be, again, uh, Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon. But my concern is, so you look at that and you're like, okay, well, you know, 49er running backs have – Played pretty well this year. You have to try to figure out who's going to get the ball. But this offense is not going to be as good. George Kittle is the best tight end in football. You've now also lost Jimmy G. Whether you think he's good or not, you're now going back to Mullins, who struggled in his early start this year. So that offense is just not going to move the ball very well. So I don't think they're going to have as many touchdown opportunities as they normally would. Sure, Shanahan might be able to figure it out, but I think everyone's stock on that team now goes down, right? Like, you go get Brandon Auk. Uh, Debo Samuel's also out. Like, all of their weapons are out on that team.
1: So I think everyone's stock goes down. Yep. Yeah, I don't have much of a disagreement. I like the Jordan Reed pickup because the tight ends are being used. you got a backup quarterback that in a lot of systems, especially in San Francisco, if you need help, the tight end's the safety blanket, so you might get some catches and hopefully get some red zone targets. I like it.
2: um number two which he's probably not going to be available in every league um just knowing did people hang on to him or not um I know he was on the waiver wire in one or two of my leagues this week. Um, Zach Moss was available in a couple leagues. Uh, He was obviously injured for a little bit of the start of the season. He came back, and him and Devin Singletary essentially had a 50-50 split. But there's also a huge addition to that Buffalo Bills offensive line that was added, and they finally were able to run the ball for 190 yards. Feliciano came back, instantly opened up holes. Zach Moss showed some real nice flashes, had two touchdowns. Um, He was the guy within the 30-yard line. There was no Singletary if it was within that 30-yard line. It was all Zach Moss. So I love the Zach Moss ad if he is there. Um, He is currently rostered in 42% of leagues. So it's going to be one of those 50-50 shots for you. But if he's there, go after Moss. I definitely think that is worth a waiver Wire ad.
1: Oh, I feel, I feel like, oh it, it was you making a noise. I couldn't tell if you were yawning. So like <laughs> No, no, no. It wasn't me making a noise because I'm like, oh. you know, kind of earlier in the podcast, we're like, I want to see more. I need a little bit more out of Moss. I'm nervous. I'm not saying it's a bad suggestion because, boy, he could get you another double-digit game potentially. I would just like for him to give me one more week of consistency because he could be the guy in Buffalo for the rest of the season because Singletary hasn't got it done yet. He just scares me a little bit. Could be good be good, boom or bust. I think it's worth an add, not worth a
0: start. Like, yes. Don't add him and think, oh, he's going to get me two more touchdowns this week. Like, that was a nice game. He deserves to be rostered. But that is a two-headed monster that I, I don't know week in, week out, who's going to be better. Kyle brings up a great point. If, if Moss is going to be the goal line guy moving forward, I think he leapfrogged Singletary in terms of who I feel more comfortable starting. I don't know if Singletary is startable right now. As as tough as it is, it is to find running backs, he's not getting it done, man. And now if he's not going to get the red zone looks, how is he going to get you double digits? I mean, he actually had a nice game, but it was 80 rushing yards, and that's it. Like, you don't want eight points, you know? Like, maybe if he's your RB2, you're like, oh, you're, you're okay with it, better than nothing. But I guess Zach Moss, do you guys agree Zach Moss has now leapfrogged Devin Singletary? You probably wouldn't feel comfortable starting either of them, but if you had to start one, I'd probably lean Moss.
2: Yeah, right now just with with how that offense flashed last week in the red zone, it's Moss. I mean, yeah. Singletary got majority of the work, but then all of a sudden for a whole entire series, Zach Moss would be in, and you're just sitting there like, Okay, this running back rotation is a little weird. They're not really going with a hot hand. They're literally just rotating them. So I agree. I don't think you can start either of them until one of them proves that, hey, I'm the guy within the 20 yard line every day. I mean, you got that offense that will move the ball. um But I don't think right now you can take a chance. The only spot you start is Zach Moss at a flex at an extreme need.
1: Yeah, Jeff brought up the running back too. And that's the problem, right? That. You gotta still get somebody in that RB2 spot who's gonna consistently get you points. Sadly, the points aren't high. I got one more a week on Singletary. Next week we might be talking like, God, why did I go one more week on Singletary? What a terrible move. I should have went Moss. I waited too soon. I waited too long. I'm giving him one more a week. He's on double secret probation. If he stinks again <laughs> this week, he's done.
2: Um, and then the last guy that I add is a very very high flyer, where I'm not even sure if I love it that much. Um, I know that Marvin Jones Jr. is still available. Um, he's had 10 plus points in the in the back to, in back to back games. The only thing that concerns me are the targets and the catches. So obviously he's not catching a lot. Um, Galladay was completely shut down, so they had to go somewheres last week. I've always been that guy that's on the edge with Marvin Jones Jr. because he is so hit and miss. Um, he will either boom it big time or he will give you that dud, and that's kind of what he's been like this year. Um, two, two games under two points, uh, only three games above ten points. Uh, last week at Atlanta was his highest catch rate at five catches. Most yards he's had is 80. Um, so recency bias says, yep, Adam, because he had seven targets, uh, two touchdowns, the Marvin, the classic Marvin Jones stat line right there. I'll catch the touchdowns and that's about it. Um, but I still think that Marvin Jones Jr. has some value. He is definitely one that if you're going to use a waiver pick on him, throw him on your bench, wait a bit. You better hope that you're injured at the wide receiver spot.
0: I think it's a, I think it's a great ad because, According to reports, Kenny Galladay is going to miss some time. He's considered week-to-week with that hip injury, which is why he had those zero catches because he, he left early in that game. Um, I tend to lean towards Marvin Jones because we've seen it over the years. I mean, last year he had a great season um, alongside Kenny Galladay. Marvin Hall. I guess, I guess Marvin, you can't go wrong with Marvin in Detroit. Marvin Hall was the other guy who had 113 receiving yards. Someone's got to catch the ball in Detroit. And so – yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely worth a pickup if, if Kenny Galladay is going to miss some more time.
2: The other guy, too, that, um, like you said, if Kenny Galladay ends up missing time and if he's not rostered in your league, you go grab him right now is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, looking, looking at the ad line, 10, 8.9% plus this week already. So he's at 89% in league, so about 80% to start the week. If Hawkinson's available, you go get him and start him this week. 100%. But that's all I had for waivers. It is slim picking out there. Uh, focus your efforts on a running back if there is a, a shot in the dark running back out there. But uh, good luck finding those
0: waiver ads this week. All right, we said we said it's a, we're doing this on a Tuesday. It's election day, and Tom Goslowski is
1: going to do uh, an election themed real or mirage. Yeah, if you guys want to say vote for or vote against rather than Real Mirage, I'm totally fine with that. Let's lead off with the first one I teased to you two and a little direct message action on Twitter. Real Mirage or vote for or vote against DK Metcalf, now a top five wide receiver in the NFL and in fantasy football. Double there. A little ticket action. I know what Kyle's going to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chet. You know my answer.
1: Yeah, Kyle's going to say vote four.
0: So top five in real football. I think it's hard to say no. I mean, it's a smaller sample size, but, I mean, he's doing it on a really consistent basis. I love that he has Russell Wilson throwing him the football. I'm going to vote four. I'm in. I'm in on it.
2: Yeah, 100% agreed. Look at his production. It's unreal. Um, besides the one Arizona game where he had two for 23, he's been unstoppable. The guy has the ability on any play. Like you saw the, the, just a quick seven yard across the middle of the field turns it into a 45 yard touchdown. The dude is unreal at 6'5, runs a four to 40. I actually wanted to talk about is, is DK starting to get in the conversation of having the greatest start as, as a, as a wide receiver. The dude has come in, made an immediate impact to that team. Now, like Chet said, he's got Russell throwing the ball, but I I am all on board. Vote for, vote for DK, DK Russell 2020.
1: <laughs> vote for real, all that stuff. And here's the thing, in no particular order, here's the top five wide receivers, I would think, in both fantasy football and in the real NFL, which is weird because rarely do both of those things match. I would say it's, Again, no particular order. Michael Thomas, Devonta Adams, DeAndre Hopkins would be my quick top three. I would still keep Julio Jones in there, and maybe that's the most arguable pick. And then DK Metcalf would then be in the top five. But Jones has been injured. Michael Thomas has missed a bunch of games. Devonta Adams has still been good, and Hopkins has been good. So if you want to even push it to a top three wide receiver in the NFL, I can hear that argument at this point. So I think it's real across the board. I'm excited to see what the rest of the career holds for DK Metcalf. Love it. Uh, next, yeah, next one here. Uh, vote for or vote against any Jet or Giant skill player on your roster for the rest of the season. Not in your starting
0: lineup, on your roster. I'm going to vote for I'm in favor of having – so it's a very small list, and it's not surprising that it's a small list. But I think you hold on to Jameson Crowder because when he is healthy, he is, like, literally the only guy Sam Darnold throws to. Uh, and I am optimistic for both Darius Slayton – and why am I drawing a blank – and Sterling Shepard. Uh, Slayton could have had a huge game last night against the Bucks, But Daniel Jones just missed him. And that's going to be your issue whenever you have any of those Giants players is can Danny Dimes throw dimes? We saw it to Golden Tate at the end of the game, but for the majority of that game he was missing wide open. You have to make this throw. So I'm. I'm those are the three. I think that's it. I, Evan Ingram. Ugh. Evan right. Ingram's still a thing just because of how the tight end position is, but he, and he gets enough targets. So I would throw him in. Those are the four. That's it.
2: I- yeah, I've, I've got Crowder. I'm against as well. I got Crowder that I think is definitely worth a roster. In all honesty, I think so. He's worth a start. The, the amount of targets he Win gets. Exactly. Went healthy. Um, I also – I don't hate Wayne Gallman as a fill-in guy. Wayne Gallman, the last two games, has put up 13 and 12 points. He's got a touchdown in the last two games. He's getting 10, 10 carries. It, do you need a running back on a bye week? Would you start Wayne Gallman over a Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? I would consider it, depending on who they're playing. Look at their next couple. Washington, Philly, Cincy, Seattle. Not great rushing defenses where they might have a chance. I can see Chet's face. is like, gross. But I think he's worth holding on on your roster and just saying, okay, say one of my guys goes down or whatever, I at least have a running back one. And then the last guy is Evan Ingram, just because of he's a great backup tight end option. That's where I draw a line. I would not start Evan Ingram unless it was like an absolute must need. But those are my three for me. I'm not a no, big fan. I, a, a musty? What? You
0: say musty? Like a musty start?
2: No, unless he is a must start.
0: Oh, I, I know you're <laughs> like a, a new lingo that I have not learned. Oh my god, he, he's such a musty.
2: No, but those those are my three. I'm also I'm not high on Shepard or Slayton this year. Just Danny Dimes is so inconsistent. I don't even think. I think there's a better options out there to take a flyer on.
1: I like how none of us has mentioned jet players yet. And I think that's fine and fair. Cause I couldn't find any jets either. Mentioned Jameson Crowder. Okay. Crowder. I don't, uh, he's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what it is. I'm barely voting for, uh, the Ingram stuff guys. Now the Gallman stuff. very good. Kyle just said there too. I actually started Gallman in the league and lost by one point, which is Ooh. heartbreaking, but the Buccaneers won some felt okay at the end. Uh, yeah, the problem with these players for the New York teams, here's what this would be like. I don't know if you have these people like your friends your family members, other fantasy players, where you show someone else your team. I always joke around like other fantasy teams can be like your dreams. You care about them a lot more than anybody else cares about it. But you're not going to brag about the giant or jet on your team. was going to be like, ooh, you got Evan Ingram? Ooh, you got Darius? trading for those players. No, exactly. So barely a yes just because bye weeks are on the way and everything else. You know, I'm going to add a non-fantasy question to this just because we're on the topic. Uh, vote for or against Daniel Jones as the giant quarterback for the 2021 season. Ooh.
2: Depends on where their draft pick is.
0: Okay. I'll allow that answer. That's fair. Yeah. If we're talking about a top five pick. No. And you're – yeah. Yeah. Who would you go, though? So Trevor – they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor's going to go to the Jets. Would you, would you go with, like, Justin Fields? I know Kyle's our Big Ten correspondent.
2: Um, he's been impressive this year. I just, I don't know if he's going to be NFL ready. Um, I think, I think he's a little too, too feetsy in the pocket. I don't know if they'd start him. So I think if, if you go that route, then you're going to have Danny Dimes at the start next year, but Justin Fields would ultimately take it over. I would think, but, um, that's the only other, ah, Ooh, that's a good point. I'm going to go.
0: I want Danny Dimes for one more year. Give him three years. A lot of guys A lot of guys have started slowing their career. He's still got a really bad team around him. Uh, I like what Joe Judge is doing. Let's give him one more
1: year. And after three years, it, then you do him the Mitch Trubisky service. Fair. I would vote against it. I think it's all over for Daniel Jones. The last eight games are extremely important. And I know we're a little recency biased here because he came off a bad game against the Bucs. The Giants should have won that game. You know, some NFL drafts are like Elway or Marino you're picking between. Other NFL drafts, you're talking about Blake Bortles or E.J. Manuel. Like, that's what happened with that draft. Dwayne Haskins has already been put to the bench. And Daniel Jones on last night's broadcast was compared to Ryan Leaf. And on Twitter, he was compared to Jamarcus Russell. And those stats aren't too far off compared to those two. Maybe he can change his season here in the last eight games of the season. But uh, right now, I would say no. Vote for or vote against Joe Burrow finishing the season as a top 10 fantasy football quarterback.
2: I vote for. Oh, my gosh, you
1: didn't even look up the numbers yet, Kyle. Don't even
2: need to. He could, Well, part of the reason why I didn't even look at the numbers was because he continues to prove me wrong week in and week out. Um, the reason I say that is because every – I think I started a, a, t- a defense against him two or three times this year. Um, and both times it is spit in my face. The other thing you got to realize, and the only reason I know this is because I was just looking at Giovanni Bernard earlier, he has three very tough games. The rest are going to be cakewalks for him. He's got Pitt twice and Baltimore one more time. The rest of his games, Washington, Giants, Miami, Dallas, Houston, all games in which he's more more than capable of putting up 25 points on in that pass-heavy offense set. Vote for Burrow,
0: and one thing uh, you mentioned the Ravens—that's Week 17. So unless you're yeah. in a really dumb league, you won't have to worry about that in terms of fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> <And you're- laughs> I am going to vote for as well because he is currently QB 11, and I think that's only going to go up. Every game he plays, he's going to get better. He actually has a really good receiving core. With I mean, when AJ Green is your third option you're going to be doing pretty good. Uh, and the other thing, the reason I really like him in fantasy football is the Bengals are going to be trailing the majority of the time. So his fourth quarters are almost always going to include a lot of throwing. He can run. He's got three rushing touchdowns. He kind of reminds you a little bit of the way he runs like Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen's obviously a better runner. But same kind of ability to run where he could actually break off a 20-yard run or – in the red zone score from 10 yards out. He's shown it a couple times already this season. So, yeah, I think absolutely he could even go as high as maybe QB 8 by the end of the year.
1: Totally agree with both of you. The fun conversation about Joe Burrow is if the Bengals were to be winning more football games, I don't think it's crazy to mention him in an MVP league discussion, potentially an MVP for fantasy football, The issue is they're not winning those games and you've probably played better options. There've probably been some leagues, maybe you listening, you had Joe Burrow on your team, you just sat on your bench. So you never really got the full effect of how good he could have been for your team this season, next year. And the year after that hopeful, we know sometimes rookies to sophomore seasons, they have that sophomore slump, but yeah, as you guys both just laid out really well, matchups work out really well. Fourth quarters work out really well. I love Joe Burrow, man. He's having a great season.
0: If, If we, if we had votes, Who would you guys vote for as MVP right now in in real football?
2: I think you got to give it to Russell.
1: Yeah. Russell for me, but two guys are a lot closer than they were two weeks ago. I think Aaron Rodgers is a lot closer, and I think Kyler Murray has to be in the discussion at this point because what if the Cardinals win the NFC West? They beat the Seahawks. But if the Cardinals win the NFC West and they beat the Seahawks and Murray keeps putting up the numbers he's putting up, I'm going to have to eat some crow on that because I think Murray would be this good of a pro. But Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers definitely have to be in the discussion. Mahomes is there too. Okay, Russell, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Are we being
0: so disrespectful to the reigning MVP?
2: I don't think we are.
0: He's Do got 21 I- touchdowns and one interception.
2: I get it, but what has Russell done with that team?
0: Oh, no no, 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 Kyle, I agree with you that it's Russell. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is right there. Like, let's just – we're halfway. That, yeah, let's that's double. Real- let's double his numbers. If he goes 42 touchdowns and two interceptions, that would by far be the greatest touchdown pass ratio in the history of football.
1: And not to correct you, Chef, but remember, Lamar Jackson did win the MVP last year. Oh, I think Mahomes got MVP. hurt. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But no, but I think, but your point is really valid, even saying it that way, because there's a lot of people who still believe Mahomes would have won the MVP last year if he didn't get hurt, and it would have been Jackson's award.
0: Yeah, I think I think Mahomes is right there. I think we just, we just, I know, like he does anything with a throw, and he gets all the social media tweets and shares, and ESPN says, "Oh my gosh." But I think we've just become, like, grown accustomed to him throwing four or five touchdowns. It's just more normal to see Tyreek catch a 60-yard pass. and It's like, oh, yeah, they're the Chiefs doing their thing. Um, It might almost, like, come like the LeBron thing where it's like, yeah, we've already crowned LeBron. He's already won a few MVPs. Let's give one to Giannis. Let's give one to Durant. Has Harden won one? No, Westbrook won one, right? I don't know. We're just, like, giving it out where it's like, no – LeBron is the MVP. Like, LeBron should win MVP every year. But it's like, okay, he's already got it. Let's, you know, let's give Kyler some love. You know, let's give these other guys some love. No. Patrick Mahomes is still the best player in football.
1: That's why. That's I all think- I got on this election day.
0: I think we did pretty all right. well. Back by popular demand. This is how we're going to end the podcast. The same way we did last week. A trivia question. And it's going to be another What's His Real Name? So Kyle got it right last year, or last year, last week with uh, the one and only Quintoris Jones. Uh, I'm deducting points from Gaz for referring to him as Julio earlier in this podcast. Uh, oh, now I'm back. How much did you guys hear? All of it. Okay, good. Okay. So yeah, Quintoris Jones was our trigger question last week. I'm gonna go with another wide receiver who as uh, his fantasy relevance has fallen off a cliff. What is the real name of T. Y. Hilton? Is it one? Is this another we multiple choice? <laughs> oh do you guys know it off the top? If you guys know it off the top of your head, bravo. guess it's Terrence Yates oh my gosh that was my option C no not Terrence Yates
2: no guess Uh, I feel like it's not even gonna I think I feel like it's gonna be very similar to the the Julio thing it's not even close to the to the name like T.Y. is gonna be Julio
0: his name is Quintoris. sorry (laughs) option A Traquan Usain Hilton is it B Thank you, Hilton. Oh, Jesus. Is it three, Tyler Tyrone Hilton? Or is it four, or D, I don't know why, one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D. Is it D,
1: Eugene
0: Marquise Hilton?
2: I'm going with wow. D just because I really think it is has nothing to do with T.Y. It's very similar to the Quintora's.
1: I'm going to go with C and see if I go 0 for 2. But I heard two T's in there, which is hilarious. That's (laughs) what it is. Kyle is too good.
0: Another win for Kyle. TY's real name is Eugene Marquise Hilton.
2: Where did TY come from?
0: So apparently his dad, his name is Tyrone. Ah. They called him TY, like his like, you know, junior kind of thing. But yeah, not his name at all. He's Eugene. He's been playing like a Eugene. Yep, you ain't kidding. <laughs> That's it for this edition of What the Fantasy Podcast. Give us a follow at what the underscore Fantasy. You can follow Tom Gozlowski at T-O-M-G-O-Z-C. I only know it. He says it a bajillion times on the radio. Kyle, right. I think I know your Twitter handle is rayray8134.
2: Yes, sir. All the Michigan State bad-mouthing Michigan content you could ever want.
0: Go Wolverines, right?
2: <coughs> the choke is real.
0: <laughs> you can follow me at Chet Davis, CBS6. Go out and vote. Hopefully we'll wake up tomorrow and our world will not will not be on fire. So stay safe, be good, and we'll see you again next week.